Uh, what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of brotherly love in the district uh tristan here along with jacob and it's kind of been a slow week yeah very slow week nothing in really in the terms of football news for either of our teams um the nhl obviously the playoffs and that's going to be the bulk of what we're going to talk about today and and baseball the nats are starting to streak a little bit and the Phillies pitching has kind of fell off so uh what was there was oh just as like a little question since there really isn't anything to talk about in the NFL being that I mean it's kind of that time where everyone's gone back and are just trying to get with like taking a little bit of a break before um training and everything will start getting heavier going into the season um is there anything you want you want the Redskins to get or the Washington football team to go for before they uh before they head into the season going into the season? Um, not really. I think we've really got everything. Tell me, there's not one position that you want to try to just bulk up a little more. Um, you also maybe, have to take take into account cap space and everything, but. Maybe like a veteran, like backup tight end, because if there's a position that we're weak in, I think it's that one. Because after Logan Thomas, you have a bunch of unproven rookies. But other than that, not really. I mean, at quarterback, who are you going to get that's cheap and available at this time? You're going to get somebody really crap or yeah. somebody who's going to get really nowhere near our starting job. So maybe just some another like, veteran backup tight end but not Zachers because that's too much money but there really isn't too much because I think we have very good depth all around there's a there's nothing coming in on Zacherts either because of his his paycheck that's that's one of the reasons he wants he's anyway. yeah he's coming off of a bad season and he is already in his 30s so uh for me the one thing that I think we need to look out at the most is a second cornerback and Stevie Nelson's still out there uh either that or a linebacker because after we don't really have a starting third linebacker we don't even really have a starting second linebacker aside or, from in your first well it, our first is Eric Wilson who played backup in Minnesota yeah but I, he played backup to, to a couple really good uh Couple really good linebackers. Yeah, Anthony Kendrick, Barr, Anthony Andrews. Barr. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good back. linebacker core, but still he's a backup. So we'll we'll see how he works out in this offense, and he's going to be our starting our starting a uh, linebacker going into this season. And then our linebacker too, who, who you got to look at. I mean, you got Alex Singleton, who will probably be the starting linebacker too, but he's still young. You don't really know what's going on there with that. Um, so yeah, those linebackers what i really want linebacker or corner is one thing that i really want to see them go after going in but it has to be a corner that's over six foot tall yeah we need a tall corner who can play outside not that short not really fast quarter cornerback that you guys draft yeah zach mcpherson but i mean he looks like he's probably going to be getting the cornerback two job 
unless something well, that's not a necessity more than anything else yeah unless something unprecedented happens with uh avante maddox but he ranked last in rankings with back twos in the season so i don't think they really want to go back to that but he's apparently been working with safeties a lot more where he was his rookie season and he played really well there so maybe they're going to put him in at safety for a couple for a couple snaps here and there so i want to see what they're working with with uh, avante maddox because he's also he really wants to work on his eyes too and seeing the field better so i'm excited to see how he plays this season could be just to work on his own defense i think uh I think we'll honestly be running a cornerback two by committee. <laughs> Something that is never really heard of. Uh, yeah, you guys are kind of in trouble in terms of your defense. It, yeah. yeah. Our offense, I'm not really worried about. I mean, I don't think we're going to be great, but our offense, I think, is going to really, like, just be taking this year to uh, get mo- – or not get momentum. Yeah, and compared to your defense, your offense is world class. Yeah, uh, but I think it's just going to be a year of like getting chemistry and everything this year, because getting chemistry and getting experience. Because our offense is insanely young. Every Miles Sanders is going into his fourth year. I want to say, yeah. Now this is this has got to be his third year because he'll be looking up at contracts going into next off season. Yeah, going into next off season for the season after that, he'll be starting talking contracts. So you have Miles Sanders in there, Jalen Hurts is in his second year, Devonte Smith is a rookie, Greg Ward is still twenty five. I want to say it's only twenty five. I want to say uh, Travis Fulgham's going into his second year. Like you got a bunch of young players. Our old people are all on our offensive line who we're also uh, trying and, to get younger. Yeah, and your offensive line, like your older guys, don't really have much of a shelf life anymore. They're, they're... Our offensive line really has, like, bulked up from last season because last season we had, with our injuries, the depth was awful. And now we're trying to look – we're going to have an issue with who we're going to cut because you got Jordan Mailata, who's going to be the presumed left tackle. Then you got Lane Johnson, right tackle – Isaac Sayamalu as a guard. Um, who is the other guard? I can't think of the other guard right now. I will look that up while I'm doing that. Uh, you got Isaac Sayamalu as a guard. And then Jason Kelsey's coming back as the center. So, and then on in backup, we have Andre Dillard, who is a first-round pick. Landon Dickerson, who we'll have to see how he goes, how he works out over the offseason because he is coming off of an injury. So we'll have to see how he works. Oh, Brandon Brooks is the other guard who is a who's a pro bowler every year that he's been healthy. Uh, but then you got Andre Dillard as a backup, Landon Dickerson, Nate Herbig, who has slimmed down, and Matt Pryor, who can swing. So we got a pretty good – we have really good uh, depth this season. Hopefully. They just need to stay healthy and actually perform. Yeah. And uh, where is – what's his name? He came from Auburn. Jack Driscoll will be coming back. And Jack Driscoll is a big addition back to our offensive line. I really like the way Jack Driscoll plays. And the – Jeff Stoutland, who's the offensive line coach for the Eagles, he's one – I want to say he's the only offensive – only offensive position coach coming back 
returning this year, except for Moorhead, who is the receivers coach. So that's like, and you guys really cleaned house. Yeah, that's two positional coaches who are returning. I think it's only two who are returning. So, what about last year's wide receiver said that coach deserved to come back? I don't know if it was, I don't really know what happened there, but yeah, they, they kept that receivers coach. He was also in the NFL. He was coming out of, he was coming out of Vanderbilt. So, but I don't know. We'll see what goes the, on there. Yeah, a lot of coaches have been in the NFL. Doesn't mean they're yeah. the best of coaches. Wayne Wayne Gretzky trying to coach the Coyotes. Oh yeah, that, he was he was terrible. Yeah, he had he had a losing record. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But Jeff Stoutland had said that he really liked Jeff Driscoll when they, he was going into the draft, and then seeing him play last year made him like him even more. So Jeff Driscoll looks like he's going to be an anchor on this offensive line for a while. This is an offshoot, but doesn't Jeff Driscoll, the name kind of sound like a quarterback oh, like coming Jack, out of the South? Jack Driscoll. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll, for some reason, it just sounds like a quarterback's name to me. Somebody coming out of like Mississippi or something there's like that. A, there's a, uh, a Jeff. Yeah, there is a Jeff Driscoll quarterback. Yeah. He, he plays for the, uh, that's why it sounded like a quarterback's name, because it is. He plays for the Lions. He went to the University of Florida, so of course not. But There is – yeah, Jeff Driscoll. He plays for the Houston Te- Texans now. That's why I was getting it mixed up. Jack and Dre- Jeff. The only difference is the spelling, so that's yeah. why he's messing me up. But, yeah, he looks like he's going to be uh, – coming back and staying here for the Eagles for a while, which I'll be happy about because he plays really well. Well, you probably said that about LaShawn McCoy, but anyway. LaShawn McCoy was good for multiple years. Yeah, but he didn't stay around for very long, though. He was there for most of his – I mean, he was there for a good six years, six, seven years. Yeah, but he should have been there a lot longer. He should have, but Chip Kelly decided to uh, break up the dream team well, I'm not sure that's a dream team, but he that's, broke up. That's what they were not called. Terrible that's team. A, Vin, when Vince Young came in, they were known as the dream team. You had LaShawn McCoy, Mike Vick, Vince Young as the backup. You had uh, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Avant, uh, Brent Selleck. Yeah, Zach- oh, Brent Selleck, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. But I remember when Chip Kelly came in for some obscure reason, decided to blow up the team. After going 10 and 6. Yeah, that just really doesn't make sense to me. And it, what was his goal? He to become the Philadelphia Ducks. To get fired. He drafted Josh Huff out of Oregon. Wanted Marcus Mariota out of Oregon. They went to Oregon. He wanted him on the Eagles. Man. Uh. So we'll route that off there because there's really nothing else going on in the NFL. Uh, so in the NHL, do you want to go over the playoffs first, or I have another similar question for our teams. So do you want to do playoffs first? Let's do the playoffs first, and let's talk about the Vegas-Montreal series. The refereeing is terrible. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, there was in game three or four, Corey Perry got hit. With oh, I saw the this. most obvious high-sticking call that has ever existed, and he b- started bleeding instantly, and it was a huge gash. 
the ref was right there. He didn't call it. And last game, um, McNabb literally punched Suzuki in the face just for no reason, and the ref was standing right there, didn't call it. Um, I don't – I understand that refing can be a terrible job, like a terrible, like, uh-huh. job and spot to be in. It's difficult. I, myself, have been a ref, but it was for youth wrestling. But I understand a lot of his judgment calls, but come on. They're obvious calls. I mean, it just feels like Vegas are being babied into another Stanley Cup final because the NHL wants to appease the big market in Vegas. I, Okay, but also at the same time, I don't really know how much you can say Vegas is that much bigger of a market than Montreal. Hockey in Montreal is insane. But Vegas is Vegas. They That's where, like, every big fight is. It's, like, okay, if you're holding an event somewhere, say, like, a sporting event, would you rather have it be in Las Vegas or Montreal? That's a broad, a hard, broad question to answer because hockey isn't a Vegas sport. It's a Canadian sport. And what better place to hold it than Montreal? But Tristan, they're not, they already have drawn in the hardcore fans. They're going to stay. The NHL wants to get in the casual fans to get them invested. Why do you think that they made the um, draft lottery so easy for the Vegas Golden Knights to succeed? They want to capture another market that's full of people who are casuals. I want to see, I kind of want to see Montreal continue their uh, Cinderella run. I do too. I hate the Golden Knights and the refs aren't helping. This series has gone a lot better than I thought it would. I I thought it'd be 3-1 at this point. I didn't think Vegas, I didn't think Montreal was going to. Yeah. I thought in the beginning, I I was honestly preparing to be surprised if they took a game off them, but hey, it's a tied series. Like whoever wins this game is going to be one win away you're playing tonight yeah and that's that's the hard part is whoever like once you get to a th- once you get to a three two series then that's that's harder to come back from like because then you just have not only you just have the fact that they're going to uh there you have to win that in order to go to a game set yeah like the islanders who i think at this point they're done i mean you just lost eight nothing that i don't know bad. i that's bad. That's that is that's bad. very demoralizing for a team. And considering the next game, you have to win, and you're coming off of a horrible loss. That's going to be pretty hard. And they're, but they are in New York, I believe. Let me just double check that. I believe they're in New York. So if they're in New York and they're playing, then I can see them possibly winning. But, but then they have to go back to Tampa Bay. Uh, wait, yeah, I believe they're in New York. If I can just find this, like, um, if they're in Tampa Bay, then yeah, I think that that's it's over. Like, Tampa Bay is an insane place to play. That that place is electric for being in Florida and being a uh, a hockey team being in Florida. Well, it's a bunch of bandwagon fans that claim that they've been there since the yeah. beginning, yada, 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 yada. But, yeah, they're, they're in New York when they play game six, so that might help them come back from that. But did you see the video of the guy who uh, who was walking out of the stadium, took off his jersey, threw it on the ground, just walked out? Yes, I, I did. He walked out. 
I mean, but Islanders fans should be happy. Like, I, I mean, this has been a nothing. very good year. I mean, and considering John Tavares just left two years ago, he must be kicking himself. I, I've realized that I, I can't stand New York. I don't know why, but I was watching the game a little bit the other day, and just seeing the blue and orange, it just makes me cringe. Almost like seeing Pittsburgh. I just, I can't. You really don't like the Islanders, do you? I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I just, it's just, I think it's because the Islanders, like, since I've started watching hockey, the Islanders just always have the Flyers number. The Islanders. They've always been so, like, mediocre. But they always have the Flyers number. They, whenever the Flyers play them, they always somehow pull off some, like, bogus wins. Or, like, even if they don't win, they take it farther than it should. Like, the first couple games this year, the Flyers should have taken those games way beyond them what they did. And the Islanders somehow came back and made it a game. I mean, the Flyers still won a couple, but they shouldn't. Same with the Caps. I mean, it just seemed like they would always hang around when they just like, just go away. But yeah, I mean, the Islanders just annoy me at this point. And I, yeah, I've just realized that it's not really, they're not really my cup of tea. I'd, I'd rather root for the Caps than the Islanders. I mean, it'd be worse if they actually were winning a lot more, but they're, they're not. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've I've come to realize that I want Tampa to win the series, and then I want whoever comes out of the other matchup to win the cup. I don't. I, want, I, want, I want Montreal to win the cup. If they don't, I don't want anyone to win the cup because the rest <laughs> of the teams I don't really like. Let's just call it a tie. Let's let's hope the cup comes down to a tie. That's what I said when it was the Patriots and Eagles. I'm like, can we redo the season? Like, can this end in a tie? Just like they just never score. It's like we're on the 25th hour of Super Bowl whatever. 51, 52. Tom Brady has the ball in the New England 20, and it's a pick. Uh, the I would love to see Tampa just blow out New York again. That would make me, that'd make me feel so warm inside. <laughs> uh, New York Islanders get blown out. I would love to see that again. I, I can't. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Matthew Barzell is nasty and no disrespect to him, but yeah, I can't, I don't like Matt Martin either. Matt Martin is well, he's uh, a former penguin. That, I didn't even know that, but yeah, I, I don't like him. I believe so. And Casey Sezekis is another one that I don't like. Those two are just, Oh, can't stand them. They annoy me. Um, but yeah, so going into the final, I would like Tampa and Montreal. Montreal to win the cup. Yeah, Tampa and Montreal. Montreal's going to win the cup. I'm calling it right right now. I really want them to win the cup so bad. It's just insane. And I mean that that goes to the it goes to the uh the fact that I mean hockey is the the most like wild playoff in sports. Because mm-hmm. I mean last season they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. No. This season they're now making a surprise possible Stanley Cup run. I mean, that's it's and it really has been out of nowhere. Who in the world picked them to win their first round matchup against the Leafs? Yeah, I know that that was insane. Um, actually, I did. Well, yeah, but you just did that for the meme of the that the Leafs always choke. And what what did they I call- did? Ah, I I told you they choke. Um. So. Uh, the Tampa will play tomorrow against New York. 
I hope they lose that. I want Tampa to win that, get it done and over with. And Vegas and Montreal play tonight. I think uh, they play in like an hour or maybe yeah. in like three minutes. They, maybe. they play at nine. Okay, like hour and three. Uh, so what is the biggest thing you want the Caps to do in the offseason? Get rid of Kuznetsov and re-sign Ovi. Re-sign Ovi, that's your – what's the biggest yeah. addition out of house and why? Biggest addition? Yeah. Um, uh, Jack Eichel. <laughs> that's you not think- going to happen. Yeah, that's way too much money. Like, I honestly can't think. Like, we honestly can't really worry. I don't don't think we should really be worrying about out of house additions when it's not even sure if we're going to keep really half of our team at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to realize our days of being a Stanley Cup contender, I think, are over. Um, That was was something I saw. An article I saw was Is the Caps windows closing? It, I think it's closed after this season. Um, we just looked super slow against the Bruins. Our offense could not do a thing. Our top line was borderline non-existent. The only two players on those top lines who played with somewhat decent play was Mantha and Wilson. Other than that, they just seemed slow. They were getting skated all over on. We had no sense of urgency and we need to do a youth movement, but we don't have a first-round pick this year. We don't have cap space to possibly sign a big star. So we're, we're in some trouble. So what – would you be against the Caps, like, just kind of selling out and making a youth movement, try to get some draft picks, like, trade them? Yeah, I wouldn't players. be against that. I just, like – Not just exactly. Let OB- just Not let much. Ovi finish his career here. Just keep this. Let him finish as a cap, okay? Like he's won his cup, great. But everything else, you might ha- just have to. Because if you think about it, very few teams would not love to have Tom Wilson on their teams. As much as people hate him and hate to admit it, you'd love to have him on your team. He, he brings he money in, and he brings in. He brings uh, he brings passion to the game, and he brings like. He brings fans who don't really watch hockey for hockey. He brings fans who watch hockey for yeah. Like people the, watched that Rangers hockey. game just to see what happened, and there yeah. was like that that many a fight. And he gets that the other teams out of their mental state. And if we have to trade somebody like Backstrom, many teams would love to have one of the best passes in the league. Who I think Backstrom was literally just on NHL. I saw Backstrom was voted as the best passer in the league by a poll so plenty of teams love to have him um because that's off i i really want to get rid of him he's on a huge contract i think a lot of teams would possibly be fooled into taking him hopefully and oji is i want him to stay but he's probably going to leave so we might have to consider just blowing it up at this point to boom uh Biggest move I want for the Flyers is Dougie Hamilton or Seth Jones. In your dreams. I Seth, Seth Jones is a legitimate uh, possibility to land. He does want to leave um, the he, he Blue wants, Jackets. He wants to leave Columbus. Uh, his dad works in Philly with the 76ers, so he'd be close with his dad again. Uh, 
he he wants out of Columbus. And the other two spots I saw where he might go were were in the West. I forget where they were. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's a legitimate possibility. But the thing with him is the cost per acquisition because he still has a year left on his contract, but it's it's a light contract. It's only five. I want to say it's under five mil right now. So it's still a light contract. He's only 26. So you still get him for multiple years. And him paired up with Ivan Provorov on the first line, you can't tell me that that's not a mean first D-line. Because you got Provorov, who's a left shot on the left side. Seth Jones, who's on right shot on the right side. They both play like 20, 25 minutes a night. Uh, but like I said, the cost per acquisition, you'd have to trade up assets. I'd be willing to give up this year's first round maybe next year's first round and maybe a couple like a couple uh roster players cuz that's what's going to be lot. that's going to be what it's that's going to be what it costs for him i mean he's but, like it, he's the top you think, in the league do you think you're that that like do you think you're Seth Jones away from being a genuine contender cuz something went wrong this season and uh, if Are, yes, Matt Niskin, Matt Niskin and left, but there's no way he's the reason why your collapse just happened. The because the we were giving up goals on goals on goals this season. Uh, I'm gonna I'll pull up but, their goals against average real quick. Yeah, but your offense it wasn't playing like it was last season. Your Carter Hart wasn't playing like he was last season that's i i but, can, but also you taking the fact that i mean if uh oh this is only for the playoffs i don't want the playoffs um take into account the fact that wait this is oh this is, uh take into account the fact that he was also trying to defend like for the loss of a first d-man we were the highest team in goals against average this season with 3.5 per game one player should not send your defense into such a nosedive. If, if you don't have a top pairing D man and you have to try to fit players who don't fit in that role to fit in that role, then you're then working with a bunch of players out of place. Yeah, I understand that, but one player should not nosedive I'm, your entire defense. I'm not. Unit. I'm not saying that Seth Jones is going to be a magical fix and that he, I think he'll be a huge help. And then I think if we can find like a couple little offensive players and maybe a couple like third, third line D or seventh D to uh, fill in the bottom back half of the D, then maybe we could, uh, we can make a nice playoff run. I still don't think we're, a, I don't still don't think we'd be in Stanley cup contention in a couple years because I still think we're really young. Carter Hart's in still in his early twenties. He's still got a little bit of work to do. Um, he needs to figure out how to handle the puck. Uh, but I think getting a young D-man, if you get Seth Jones for this season and you re-sign him for, you could get another, what, eight years out of him? But what if he doesn't re-sign? And he's, it's going to be an expensive if, contract. If he gets traded, there's no way that he's not going to re-sign with that team. Yeah, but like it's going to be expensive contract to pick up, and you have a very young team, which means you're going to have to re-sign them in the future. So I just think you have to we, take most that. Of our, in mind. Most of our young players are re-signed. The the big issues we have coming up with contracts are Claude Giroux 
and Sean Couturier because Sean Couturier is way underpaid. So, and he, his contract year will be coming up after the season. So it'd be Seth Jones, Claude Giroux, and Sean Couturier all needing to get paid at the same time. And that would be I don't amazing. think like Claude Drew, I don't think that's a player you can really let go. That's the heart of your team. And if any player's gonna send your team into a that kind of down spiral, it would be him. It would be Sean Couturier. I think Sean Couturier is more of a vital player than Claude Drew. Then why isn't he the captain? Because wow, that was a dang it's it's not all about the play. It's also about the way you lead a locker room too. And the way that the. Okay. Then yet again, why isn't he the captain? <laughs> I said he was the best player on the team. I didn't say that he was, that he was captain material. But you, but you just said it's the way he leads a locker room. I, I know. I was saying that's like Claude Giroux. I was saying like it's captaincy. Isn't all about the way you play. Okay. I think, I think if Claude Giroux stays or, if Sean Couturier stays longer than Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier would be the next up to get captaincy. Yeah, who else would it be? And Sean, Sean Couturier also came in after Claude Giroux. So Claude Giroux already had the captaincy when Sean Couturier came in. Uh, so my order of what I think the captains would go would be Claude Giroux clearly since he would stay there. Then you got Sean Couturier would be next. And then when Sean Couturier leaves, I think it'd be Ivan Provorov. For the Caps, it would go – if Ovi were the left, it would go Backy. then – if Backy's still there, if he's not, it'd go to Carlson. That's who it's, would – I mean, like, it's – I think that's just the way, like, that would – that's how that would work. Um, But, yeah, Sean Couturier is way underpaid. So, that ne- that would be a cap issue for next season, which would be really interesting to see. Uh, But, I mean, you'd also be getting rid of a couple roster players. Like, Ghost would probably be out by then. Uh. Who else would we have that would be gone? And even if we can't get Seth Jones, Dougie Hamilton's another one that we'd be looking at, but he's not a trade. He's just a contract. But the issue with him yeah, is – I think that one's the little more of a stretch. Yeah, because like, he wants 10 mil. He wants way big money. Yeah, and are, are you sure that the Flyers are going to be willing to give that out to Dougie? That, well, they, they want – they know that they need a first-line D-man, and they are showing it, like – Dougie Hamilton's up there. Um, Seth Jones are their top two looks. Seth Jones is their number one look. Dougie Hamilton's number two. Then you got also Ryan Ellis is up there and possibly getting um, Dennis Savard, but he's not really a first-line guy. He's kind of a back-half guy. Uh, And he's going to be a guy that – well, he was a rental for um, for the the Leafs. Yeah, or the Lightning. He's still in He's still in it. Oh, I thought it was lightning or leaf, something, something like that. You had the blue and white, right? Yes, yeah, close enough. Uh, so yeah, we will. But that's I. I think the Flyers need a D man more than anything else. The Caps just need help. We were in some trouble. <laughs> uh, and then like like I said, we'd still need a couple offensive players because it's not just D that not a single person that sends the team into a nosedive. Uh, so we were three goals short of 200 goals against on the season. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Also leading the league, clearly, because, I mean, that math kind of add, adds up. Lead uh, league? League leader. Yeah. League leader in something, because it wasn't anything else. <laughs> um, so with that, we will move on over into the MLB. And Philly's pitching has taken a nosedive. 
<laughs> in the last in the last start Aaron Nola had, let me just read you these stats real quick. Um, I think this would be yeah, this is it. All right, let's see box score. In Aaron Nola's last start uh, on the nineteenth when we played the Giants, we won thirteen to six, but with no help from Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola pitched two two and two point one innings. Gave up six hits, six earned runs, three bat, three walks, one strikeout, and two home runs. Yeah, that's wow. Uh, so it looks like Wheeler has been moved up into the ace position. <laughs> uh, Aaron yeah, Nola, <laughs> Nola dropped off. He his ERA is up to four two two. I thought he would be a Cy Young contender this year. What the hell happened? Yeah, I have no idea what happened to him. He didn't. Oh, Scherzer's up. back on the mound tonight for us. I did see that. You guys are up 2-0 two, two right now. Mm-hmm. Did Schwarber hit another homer? We're actually up 2-1. Oh, uh, well, my thing hasn't updated yet then. Oh, f- mother, guess who hit a homer? Give it a guess. Bryce Harper. <sighs> yes, sir. Speaking of homers, Kyle Schwarber, did you see Kyle yeah, Schwarber? Schwarber had an MLB record, guys. five homers in two days. You, you guys, best was, leadoff hitter in the league. You guys are off to, or you guys got a steal with him. Eight, and we're eight and two. Our eight and two. Our last ten, we're a game behind the Braves. So, if we continue, we may transform from sellers at the deadline to possibly buyers. Where? When is the deadline? In a month or so. Uh, well, because we the um, all-star break is coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are – we're four games behind the Mets, who are 37 and 30. We're 34 and 35. This, this week is a pivotal week for the Phillies because we have this two-game series against the Nationals, and then after that, we travel to New York for a four-game set, and then we have the, a single game against the Reds, which is a makeup, and then we have a two-game series against uh, – actually, that might be a three-game series that carries over into July. Yeah, that we have a three-game series against the Marlins. So and up, to, up until the Marlins, those are all very tough games for you, and it's not completely out of the question for you guys to slide down in the standings. Well, especially since the teams we're playing are – so the Nationals are right on our tail. You guys are one game behind us, I think. Yeah. One or two games behind us. Uh, yeah, you're just one game behind us. So if you win this series, well, I guess you'd have to sweep the series in order to win it. But depending on how you guys play in this series, that could be an issue for us. And then we have the Mets who lead the series. So we kind of need a big win in a series against the – against the Mets. Max Scherzer already has five strikeouts. Pretty good. Is he going to get um, tested by the umps for foreign substances? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you see that with Jacob deGrom? He yeah. was throwing like 100 coming out of the gate, and he got tested. Passed and then still pitched five scoreless innings. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom is – he's nasty. He is going nasty. Past. He's going to win his third Cy Young, barring an injury. That's he's insane. I have no idea like 
He has like a point five ERA. Yeah, point five ERA. That is disgusting. He has the lowest ERA in history through twelve appearances. Like through his twelve starting appearances, he has the lowest ERA in history. And I remember like a few years ago when people were talking about, oh, ERA doesn't matter anymore. I'm like, uh, and I've always been a component for ERA being a pivotal stat, but I I like looking at strikeouts, which I saw something saying something look, about um strikeouts like being an issue in baseball. I'm like, how is that? What? Be it was it was something bad. Oh, I think Josh, uh, not Josh Bell, Jan Gomes singles on a ground ball and Juan Soto scores 3 1. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there was something on ESPN I saw a little bit ago saying was like, this like Stephen A. Smith, because he always gives horrible takes when it comes to sports he doesn't know. Uh, oh, but yeah, uh, it was saying like, it was like, oh, is the strikeout ruining baseball? I'm like, no, that is the most fun thing to watch. Aside and from if anything, the strikeout is the hitter's fault because there are very few hitters that um, take balls anymore. Like, that's why you see not a lot of hitters, like, hitting above 300 anymore. It's because they not a lot of them take a pitch. Like, look at Javi Baez. That guy strikes out so much he doesn't i swear he doesn't know how to take a pitch the phillies in general strike out a ton actually they have no batters under uh under 200 except for zach wheeler who's still pitching but yeah but do you have oh, any over 300 oh yeah uh Wait. gene gene segura is over 300 but he's not in but the does he start every game though that's yes. the thing. he he's hurt right now though he's out for a couple weeks with an injury but he yeah, is Kutch is hitting 228, Bryce 278. That's not horrible. JT 285. JT's uh, hitting 237. Ugh. Oh, it says here that JT's hitting 291. Oh, that could yeah. Uh but wait, let me see if I can find this. Is that before or after his strikeout this game? I I have no idea. I guess it'd be before. I don't know. Okay, so he's probably down to 285, but we'll just go in the middle and say 287. <laughs> uh where is I want to go to stats? Can I please go back? Uh let's see. But yeah, Gene Segura was going off. He had three straight walk-offs. And he was going off. I want to say his his batting average is above 300. That's pretty impressive. Wait, no home runs. Where is average? Does batting average not exist anymore? Nah, people don't look at that. This thing has got to be. I don't know. It's saying the top three is Reese Hoskins. I am so confused. Okay, well, I will double check that. Let me look on my phone. Like Reese Hoskins in top three of batting average. What? Did you just yeah, say it, it says on here Reese Hoskins has a 237 and saying he's top three. I have no idea why. How bad would your team have to be? For yeah, that's 37 to be the top. That's terrible. Uh let me go into the MLB app on my phone. Because I know that one was working. I don't know why it's not working online. Yeah, 237. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that is. 
uh, stats. No, it's the wrong button. Stats, MLB, go to Phillies, and average. Yeah, this one says he's leading with a 237 also. But JT's hitting like 285. And Harper's – that wait, that could be like – because – Here it is. Like okay, a, Gene Like a minimum amount of games. Gene Segura has a 332 average. Pretty good. Yeah, and he's hurt, so that's killing us. Uh, but yeah, this this week is really pivotal. 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 Pivot. Please. Uh, I want to go see a Phillies Phillies game. I want to see a Nats game, but I don't know when DC's lifting all that shit. I've lost the bubble. Um, I. Wait, are you not allowed? Well, I mean, you're allowed to go. I in. think they are. I just, I just don't know. Do you have to be vaccinated? Tickets. Uh, maybe we could look for a game and go. Yeah. When do they play? I did see um home. Not for a while. It'd probably it'd be in August, is when they're in Washington next. On August second, third, fourth, fifth. And then they go 30th and 31st, but we'll have – oh, those are night games, though. But August 2nd – we'll talk after the podcast, yeah, but I'd, anyway. I'd, uh, but, yeah, really pivotal. Why can't I say pivotal right now? Pivotal. 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 pivotal We're not playing the basketball. I think <laughs> – This is a pivotal week for the division because there's a lot of – division matchups going on and the Nats are on a hot streak so yeah the Mets are playing the Braves right now which I need the Mets to win that or the Braves because I mean the Mets are kind of like pulling away from the rest of the division they've also played less games yeah that is true so they have a little bit more than or they have a little bit less games to worry about. You see Francisco Lindor is finally starting to live up to his uh Oh yeah, he's starting to contract not a little bit more. He's not amazing still. Yeah, but he's um he's still underperforming. Yeah, he is. Where is why is it giving me all that? This is annoying me. All right, here we go. Let me find him. I know. I texted someone his stat line the other day because I saw him when he played the when he was playing the Cubs. Here we go. Uh, he has fifty-two hits now. So yeah, he's up from that. Eight home runs, twenty-one RBIs. Still overpaid. Yeah, still overpaid. Um, but with that, is there anything else you got going on your mind? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think in terms of sports, this is kind of a slow year or, um, slow week, not year, but, uh, but yeah, that's about all I got. Need the Phillies to step it up a bit. I need their pitching to 
do better. So, I mean, even Zach Wheeler's kind of not doing good in this game. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still early, so we'll see what happens. We need the Phillies to win some games this week. I need the Mets to win, or the Braves. Why can I not talk right now? Uh, who do the who do the Nats have after the Phillies? Um, I don't think it's a divisional matchup, but let me check. Oh, we have the Marlins. Oh uh, yeah, so there's lots of division matchups. And then next- we have a ke- um, catch up game with the Mets. Then we face the Rays. That that's gonna be tough. Yeah, we have three straight. We have three straight division series with the Reds in there somewhere. Then we go on to the Padres, which is gonna be rough. Uh, the Mets have the Braves right now, and then the Phillies, the Nats in that makeup game, and then the Braves again and then the Yankees. So this whole week is going to be important for the entire division. And then you also got that all-star break, which will be big because the teams will finally get some rest. And some trades will definitely happen. And the Phillies, um, Philadelphia in general, is usually either bad before the all-star break and then good after or good before and bad after so and i don't think they've been great so maybe they'll just stay average but we will see maybe they'll uh maybe they'll step it up after the ulster break maybe is kyle schwarber gonna do the home run derby i really hope he does i think he will i would like to see it because i remember he was in the derby the year bryce won in um, washington but we already know that Shohei Otani is going to be in it, which that, that that's going to be interesting. I want to see Vlad in it again because he got robbed against Pete Alonso. I think Vladdy will be. Uh, Kyle Schwarber yeah. should be. Uh, and Jacob you, Degrom should be in it. Who do you think will be? Uh, who do you think will be all stars from the Nats, or who do you think has a chance to be an all star? Soto and Turner. I think those are the only two that you could really say have a chance. Um, Scherzer, I don't think he's played enough games. Um, well, actually, maybe Scherzer, Scherzer can get in as well. Sure. Um, Strasburg, no. Yeah, so does Soto, Turner, and possibly um, Scherzer. For the Phillies, I'd know. say it's Segura. If he wasn't hurt, I think he would have made it. But, but he hurt. is. Maybe Zach Wheeler. Zach he, Wheeler. He did have that insane last month. And uh, JT Real Muto. Yeah, JT, he always gets in. He's a monster. But I think Buster Posey would get the uh, – Oh, yeah. Not he's, over him. Buster he's he's going to be the catcher, period. Yeah. Buster Posey has been going off. He, yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's insane. Yeah. But with that, I think we will go on and get out of here. Uh, you guys can follow our Instagram at BL in the DC, where I did change – I changed this, the, the way that I'm posting for – the matchups I'm doing series now as opposed to daily scores because that just makes it easier and it's a lot easier to follow. Uh, so we'll do that instead of daily scores. But once hockey comes back in football, that'll be like the actual scores. Uh, so switch that up, but I'm still going to post those series. Uh, so you can follow us at BL in the DC. 
Uh, you can email us at blnthedc at gmail.com. Ask us questions, DM us questions, give us stuff to talk about on here and what you guys want to hear. And we will do our best to get after that stuff. So with that, I think we're going to go on and get out of here. So we will see you guys next week. See you guys later.